what is happening everyone welcome to the lifting ugly podcast we are on episode 50 something i don't quite remember what number it is um we'll just say it's a uh, episode three of the new format so we have a guest today i'll bring him on here in a little bit uh, first let's get through this part so if you are in need of support in your lifting, make sure you go to generalleathercraft.com, generalleathercraft.com, home of Pioneer Lifting Belts. Uh, best custom belts on the market, in my opinion. Uh, they have great stock belts. They have the Pioneer cut. So every hole, every half inch. I wore the shirt yesterday. Every half inch matters. Got it at generalleathercraft.com. Make sure you get a hold of them. Uh, great customer service, great people there. Uh, takes a few minutes to uh, to get your belt shipped to you, but it is worth the wait. Uh, also, for all your other powerlifting, lifting in general needs, not just powerlifting, any lifting needs, make sure you go to maxbarbell.com. Uh, check them out. I've gotten a couple pairs of Sabo. I have a Sabo deadlift shoe and Sabo squat shoes that I've got from there. Uh, love the shoes. Uh, fast shipping. Great turnaround great customer service there as well the owners at both companies are amazing and just so you all know i am coming to you from industry strength gym in grand junction colorado if you are ever through the area please get a hold of me on any of the social media platforms let me know that you want to come check it out and see what it's all about and i will help you get in for a quick lift visit everything with the show myself in the show at lifting underscore ugly on Instagram or search lift lifting ugly anywhere else. Uh, we have a Facebook page, Instagram, um, a TikTok, which I hate saying, but it's there and I try and keep up on it just because it's the thing that the young kids do these days. Uh, so make sure you check those out. Like I said, if you ever need to get a hold of me for anything, do it through those avenues. All stuff lifting ugly is at liftingugly.com. It's that simple. Name of the show, go to the website, sweatshirts, shirts, tank tops, hats. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, I got shorts on there, women's and men's shorts. I guess technically it's women. I, they're all unisex shorts. If you are a guy and you want to wear spandex shorts, we have the shorts for you. And we have regular longer shorts as well. So make sure you go to liftingelga.com. Check out all the stuff that we got there. Uh, we have the team bios there as well. So if you want to go back and and check out uh, what each person that we've had on the podcast thinks of themselves, then make sure you go there and, and you can check their write-ups there. If you want to be a monthly supporter of the show, you can do so on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash liftingugly. Um, if we get enough people on there with a higher, higher levels, we'll receive uh some some good incentives shall we say so again patreon.com backslash lifting ugly when we come back from the intro we will have our very special guest if you follow us at the on the instagram page you'll already know who it is but we'll get to know him better after this
cut that short. Welcome back. I'd say everyone, eventually it'll be everyone. Welcome back, Jesse. Thanks for tuning in live at this moment. Since you're the only one that is watching live, we appreciate it. But to all those who come later, we appreciate you as well. Our guest today has been a supporter of Lifting Ugly since the very beginning. He was one of the first to uh, always put up with our shenanigan podcast live um, as we went through. He hails from Minnesota, as you will see from from his Instagram tag. Ladies and gentlemen, it is our friend, Lifting Ugly team member, Seth Falk. Hey, AKA Minnesota Norse. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure my accent's pretty thick too. You, you know, I had a, I had a couple math teachers, different math teachers, both just came from Minnesota, and they had far worse accents. Good, good. <laughs> they they were on the verge of a Canadian. Oh, were they out by the border then? Yeah, they must have been up up north there in the, yeah. in, in Minnesota. Is they they had um did you ever watch Bobby's World? The cartoon? Uh, no. Oh man. One, you're missing out. Great cartoon. <laughs> and uh they're from I, I believe they're either in Minnesota or in Canada, but yeah, they the teacher sounded just like like his parents did in the, That's awesome. in the cartoon. All right, Seth. So we're gonna we're gonna get some background from you. Um first time I met Seth, and I would say we I'll include Alkai as well, even though he's he's moved on to to bigger and better things. Um, we met you in 2021. Yeah, June I think at the with yeah. um what was it Rapid City Classic two? Yeah. Yes. Or Black Hills Classic. The Black yeah the Black Hills Classic yeah I guess it was the second one that they had. Um, it was a a pretty good class of people that were there. Um, yep. You were there, Tanner, that people may or may not know from the massonomics uh, phenomenon that they've got going. Um, and then Austin Hudson-Byler from North Dakota was there. Um, Dave. And, oh, that's right. Um, where is, is, he from, is he from Minnesota as well? No, he's from North Dakota. He's from oh, Fargo. He's, he's, oh, he's, okay. he's from Fargo. Yeah, right. and Big Nate too. And Big Nate, yep. Yeah, so we had there was some, a lot of big lifters there, and it was really cool to to kind of watch. Um, every time I've tried to get ready for a powerlifting meet, I always get severely injured, and but <laughs> I, I've enjoyed taking people and then yeah. and then viewing the process. Um, so, how many how many meets have are you strictly powerlifting? Is that what your main focus is? Yep. And then, so what? How many meets have you participated in? Uh, since February of 2023. And then I did one. Yep. And then I did one like way back in 09. That was like a USAP. Oh, okay. So I had like a 10 year break and their 10, 15 year break. To really try and boost the numbers. Yeah. We, we say just... that. <laughs> <laughs> and life. life. Life gets in the way. Yeah. That, that's the big thing that I always try and, uh, you know, convey is this is all fun and it's great. Um, but everyone needs to make sure that this lifting in general doesn't get in the way of your life. Um, yep. I've, I've seen it ruin a lot of things and, and it's kind of, it's pretty sad. 
but it can they can live in harmony together. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do the best we can. Anyway. Right. <laughs> All right, so I know we, we've talked about it before and, you, and it's in your bio, but for anyone else, uh, what is it that you, because you're not a professional power lifter that makes money um, collecting prizes and sponsorships, is that I'm I'm assuming I'm right? No, you're right. Yep. <laughs> so what is what is your job for those that don't know? Uh, I am a special ed para at a school, and then I also coach seventh and eighth grade football, knowledgeable, and then I work at a group home in the evening. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, so all of that, and you still find time to put up some numbers. Yep. Just whenever I can. All right. So I want to know more about knowledgeable. So it's it's trivia for high schoolers, and it's uh, we, we like you travel to a school, and uh, you set up like this little contraption that's almost like Jeopardy, and you buzz in as a team. Okay. You, just, you know, try to outcompete the teams for five rounds of forty-five questions. So just generalized, generalized yep. trivia questions. Okay. Yep, and there might be like a theme for like the last round. Like we they've had like a Disney theme or like a Marvel theme. Or like special day, like squirrel day and pajama day. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I wasn't, I, I had assumed it was, I didn't know like exactly how it went. I, I assumed it was like the, um, the mathletes and, you know, I, 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 I watch Big Bang Theory a lot. So they do the physics yeah. bowl thing there. So I figured it was a similar, similar thing. I just wasn't sure if it was like just, so it's just like, it's any topic. Yep. It could be anything. Yep, general knowledge. And then there's, you know, pencil paper for like math questions or like how do you spell bioluminescent or something. Uh, yeah, I'd need, I, I'd need, I, I would need a, a pencil and a piece of paper for that one. Yeah. <laughs> so All my kids are long, smarter than me too. Well, that seems to be usually, well, that's because they're actively learning. And, and I think as we get older, we're just, not that we're older. done learning, <laughs> but as far as like that stuff that they know, it's like, eh, we'll be yeah. all right. Um, how long have you been in the academic world? Uh, this will be my sixth year here. And then up north, I did it for a few years, too. Okay. So, so probably about a decade. About 10 years in it? Yeah. How? So were you born and raised in Minnesota? Yep. In yeah. Ortonville, but I was raised in Grand Marais, which is along the Canadian border on Lake Superior. Okay, so you were you were up with the heavy accent people. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Somehow I didn't carry it over. <laughs> um, is there, I mean, I, I, I know a lot of like my, my music genre of choice is hip hop. There's a lot of guys that I listen to that are from Minnesota that mm -hmm. love the state. What, is, what's the, just, I've never been. So what's the draw to Minnesota? Uh, like all the lakes, uh, fishing, hunting, um, the further north you get, the little more hippie it is. So you get like the, the artsy oh, okay. parts of people and, you know, the art galleries and just the big lake in general. And then like the Boundary Waters canoe areas up there. Yep. And I guess like a lot of people like to go to the Twin Cities for whatever reason. I don't really care to go. But I guess there's like a nice art scene there too. If you're, if you like the city life. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So I've heard Twin Cities, obviously, because um, you have the Minnesota Twins is the twin cities so but i don't know this so it's going to sound like a really dumb question probably is minneapolis one of the twin cities or is twin cities like just a city yeah it's minneapolis and st paul 
Oh, okay. And they're so right next to each other. Yeah. So it's it's the two major, the just basically the only two major cities in Minnesota. Yep. And then you kind of get like the St. Cloud and Duluth that are like the minor cities in uh, Rochester. Okay. All right. Good. Now I know more about the state of Minnesota. I've always. Yeah. <laughs> and we got Bob Dylan and Prince. That's right. Prince. Yeah. Bob, okay. I'm not a big Bob Dylan fan. I'm not either. So you're good. I think he's, I think his singing is super, I mean, he's maybe a great songwriter. His singing is whiny and I just, I, I have a hard time. I agree. Prince, Prince, I mean, you can't ask for a better person to be from your state than that. Oh, he's on all my playlists for the gym, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, you, got, you got to have a, a yeah. Prince, Prince imprint somewhere in that playlist. Yep. All right, so growing up, growing up in northern Minnesota, when did you... What was uh what was your introduction to, i'm assuming you played sports yep what was your sport of choice uh football was probably my best sport but my favorite sport was baseball okay and did you play like throughout being a kid into high school or how did those those things kind of develop yep i played i think we started football in seventh grade and i played all the way through high school and then baseball you know t-ball and everything and then basketball i played basketball seventh grade through uh, senior year as well did, did you get involved in lifting in that time frame? Yeah, near the end, like uh, my senior year, my dad was powerlifting with a guy who moved up from Texas. So that was my introduction. That was when single ply was king. Right, right. So there wasn't raw lifting quite yet. And then, you know, the WPO had like multi-ply monolift lifting and like the super bench shirts at the time too. I think that still gets a lot of traffic, not as much as it used to, but yeah, single ply right. was really big. For for people for people who are not in the powerlifting world, I think the multiply bent the bench shirts, seeing the over a thousand pound benches, is it I mean, don't get me wrong, it's super impressive. I don't care. You're still moving the weight's gotta yeah. you have to hold it, it's gotta move. Um, but obviously, as most of us know, it's not true, it's not a true thousand pound bench. Right. Um, I'm assuming, I don't know, I haven't kept up on it. I lose track of these things because people are doing crazy stuff every week. Um, is Julius Maddox still the, like the raw bench record? Yeah, I think there's another dude from like Ukraine or Russia who also put up like 800 raw. But oh, he okay. didn't do the competition. He just kind of did it for like Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which is incredible. I mean, yeah i mean i can't i'm not even close well i can't squat anything right now because i have so many issues but even at my best i was you know almost 200 pounds off of that yeah. squat let alone as a bench <laughs> that's just it's crazy I, w I wish you would do like a full meet to see what he could put up like for his squat numbers and his yeah. deadlift yeah like he has to have huge numbers if he trained him if he's benching 800 pounds I mean, yeah, because his legs have got to be legs. Yeah. I mean, his back, his back is huge, obviously, um, which yep. helps support his bench as well. I mean, yeah, and he's a massive man. His legs have got to be giant, so it's just about yeah. about pushing that weight. Yeah, it would be it would be cool to see him do something other than just a bench only, but I guess that's obviously his specialty, right? Um, so so pops was in pops was involved with powerlifting and and just kind of caught your caught your interest. Yep. Yep. Uh, I see him like lifting in the gym and, you know, not like 
the other bro high schoolers, you know, you know, just doing biceps and right. triceps. Like he's in the corner squatting and, you know, grunting and throwing chalk around. Like, yeah, that looks funner than, you know, just doing the, the bench a day and then right. hitting the upper body every day. <laughs> and so did you, did you go to him to start it or how, how did you start? Yeah. So I went to a couple meets to help him out and then to, you know, just watch him and then the other guy he was training with. Then I slowly, you know, worked in it. He didn't like push it on me or anything, right. but yeah. So then I asked him like, Hey, and you know, I'd like to do this. Can you help me? And you know, my dad was like, Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, we so, started training. So you've been doing it pretty much nonstop since then. Yep. Senior year least, through now. At least, at least the training part. Yep. Obviously there's hiatuses in there for, you know, the, it's just doing meets, but I mean, to be a power lifter, I don't think you have to do meets. I just, you just train a certain way. Right. Do the power lifts and then kind of program all your, your accessory movements. Yeah. So do you remember your numbers from your first meet? Yeah, I think it was a 485 squat and deadlift and then like a 225 bench or something like that. Squat and deadlift aren't bad. How old, no. how old, how old were you when you first? I think I, was, I just turned 20. Okay. So you'd, you'd only been training for a year and a half or two years yep. or something like that. So, I mean, that's, yeah, that's decent numbers for, for a 20 year old. Yeah. Just, you know, the bench has always been kind of lagging, but you know, squat and deadlift for sure. That seems to be, seems to be kind of a, a normal thing for most power lifters. Yeah. If they have, if they have really high, uh, high squats, high deadlifts, the bench is usually a little bit less. Yep, and if and if they have a high bench, then sometimes the the squats and deadlifts aren't maybe as peak as, as some of their their peers, right? Unless you're yeah. gifted like Zen Hack or something, right? Well, actually, start me with that guy. Like <laughs> he pisses. Like I mean, the guy's great, but his freak his freakishness is so aggravating to watch. Cause you just yeah. watch this, watch the guy who's 220 pounds, you know, squat eight everybody. something, deadlift eight something, benching 400 and some pounds. And then what? the next, go ahead. Hey, I think his last meet he squatted like seven seventy, benched almost six and then pulled 903 at like 220. Yeah. Maybe one day. And then he goes rock climbing the next day. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, it's not fair. The, the things that you, I, I wish my numbers could be just like a percentage of what his would be, what his are. And it'd be great. But yeah, you have, you have those few freaks. You have a him and a, you know, Hunter Henderson on, the, yep. I'm not even going to say on the female side, on the male, like you put her on the male side and she still is a freak of nature. Oh yeah. She'll still like make nat, like at least national level, yeah. whatever weight class she's in. So what were, what have your last numbers been? Not even just your last meet, but what, or what was the last meet you competed in? Let's go there. Uh, it was the, it was in Mankato. I can't remember what it was, the name of it, but I was dealing with an injury. So my numbers weren't like super great, but still put up like a, it was like a 685 squat and a 330 bench and a 600 deadlift. It's not shabby. Not too bad. Yeah. So yeah. when you're when you're healthy, what are you, what numbers are you looking at right now? 
mid sevens for a squat, uh, mid threes, hopefully maybe touch that four number, four hundred number for bench, then probably like a six thirty five, maybe a six fifty deadlift. And you're a conventional puller, right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. I used to do sumo when I was younger, but you know, yeah, I couldn't right. be the cheater anymore. Right. <laughs> we gave and well, I had uh, I don't know if you saw last week. I had Jesse on. He's from over here in Denver. Um, we'll send each other a lot of just bashing sumo lifters. Yeah. Uh, memes, um, and he pulls sumo, so he just it's just. <laughs> For I think um, I don't know if it's a current injury that he's had that he's adjusting from, or or just the way you know you get older and you have to compensate for for not being able to move. Uh, so he's gone to sumo, but he knows he's he's aware. So <laughs> I mean, if I could pull sumo, I would, but just can't do it. I, and actually, I think it was John Hack. Someone asked him why he doesn't low bar squat. And he said, for the same reason, I don't wide grip bench or sumo deadlift. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So I thought, I thought that was pretty good. So do you, when do you plan on competing next? Do you have another meet in mind? Yeah, I'm going to see how this, this year finishes out. And then probably uh, late 2023 or early 2024. Okay. Do you have... Well, yes, we'll start with, I'm sure you've heard of all the, you know, the craziness with the powerlifting federation. Yep. Um, are you going to still do a USPA or are you going, are you looking at something else? Uh, I'll probably just see what Minnesota probably has the most of. Okay. And then I can just go from there. Um, I probably not USPA well, though. Right. I saw recently um, Al that does the squat to depth. Yep. That, that did the Black Hills Classic. He, he's going with the, the, the WRPF now. Yeah, I just saw that too. Um, and we have actually here in Colorado, we've had a, a decent influx of WRPF meets. There was like, there was one a couple years ago. Um, and I think there was two last year. And I think there's three or four this year. Um, and then. The guy that's in charge of the Special Olympics here in Colorado, he he went from the WRPF to the USPF and got me involved with them. And so he has a collegiate high school event that he's doing and then an open the next day. And then we're actually going to host one here at my gym here in Grand Junction in the summer. So we're excited about that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But they don't. There's a there's a couple USAPLs that show up in Colorado. I haven't seen a USPA meet in this state. Maybe I just haven't paid attention. Um, it seems like the whoever the promoter was kind of dropped the ball altogether. For there being decent lifters in this state, it seems difficult to find places to compete. Right. Yeah, you guys have uh, Bryce Lewis over there too, don't you? And uh, Mike Tashir to share. Over on, um, gosh, I can't remember what their gym's called. But I think they're, they're USAPL lifters, though. Okay. And, and I always get these mixed up. The USAPL is the all tested. Yep. They were yeah. part of the IPF a couple of years ago right. until they dropped off. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I have, I have a kid here at the gym that was, he was doing USAPL. Um, but I, obviously since it's closer, I think he's, he'll get a USPF membership and, and go ahead and do our event here and just kind of change things up a little bit, but it's, it's nice to see everything expanding and not, not be so almost narrow. And right. Where it felt like if you didn't compete in the USPA, you weren't competing against like top level people. Right. Like, oh, you got a record? Yeah, but or what federation, bro? R right, right. It's like if you're a personal trainer and other personal trainers, if you don't have like a NASM certification, you're like, it doesn't matter. The numbers are the numbers. Right. The work the work is the work. Uh, you know, you're not gonna squat more in the in any other federation than you are in in any other one. So. Yep. And you still have three judges for every lift. Right. The rules are the rules for the lifts are are almost the same in every one. Yep. Um, I did notice because um, I did get my officiating certification for the USPF. Um, they do, and I don't know if the other ones do because I haven't gone through their rule books. Because why well, go through the rule books if I don't need to know every little thing about it? But right. you have to have a a finger in contact with the knurling break, or else during on a bench, or else it's too wide. Yeah, I think that's pretty clear throughout. I think even the USAPL now is changing it for they're like going to measure. Yeah, the, so they don't have like the super oh, arches anymore. Right. Oh, so they're they're doing an arch measure. Yeah, I think they're going to try to anyways. I did like the the small adjustment they made with the with the elbows that the elbows had to break the plane. Oh, that's probably what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's that was a nice simple addition. Yep. To, to kind of even the playing field. So that way you don't get, I mean, some of these people, and I've seen a couple guys, and it's a weirdly impressive when they can arch that much. But when they have that super arch and then they go all the way to the clips with their grip. Yeah. It's two inch movement and then they're jumping and cheering. I'm like, what you didn't, what'd you do? All you did was yeah. unrack it basically. And it barely touches their shirt or single yeah. tooth. And then they stop. <laughs> yep. So it is, it's nice to have, like, again, it's nice to have more federations uh, getting more involved in the sport. I'll call it a sport. Again, that's a, that's a debate, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. It's... I, I, I don't, and I think I'm going to have a bodybuilder on next week as a guest. Um, but I, and I'll, I'll still say it to her too. I don't think bodybuilding is a sport. It's a pageant. Yeah. Um, it, powerlifting I, is on, powerlifting is on the cusp, I think. Yeah, power. Like I, I guess growing up, you know, I always thought of a sport as like with a ball or a puck or something, with a team. Right. When I imagine is something that requires some sort of athleticism. Yeah. Um, and not that. Well, you don't. I mean, I've seen some not real. Uh, athletic people able to power lift because it's it's just very strict movements right but it is but it is scored more as a sport than obviously like a bodybuilding show right so in that, that aspect it, it is sportish because it's of the way that you the way that you succeed or fail um and then of course then you have like the strongman competitors and I don't think anyone would argue that that's not a sport. Yeah, or CrossFit. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's <laughs> got to do that. <laughs> <It's>, 
Oh, speaking of, we, well, hey, we, we covered most of most of the other things. So, you know, have you watched the show Physical 100? Yeah, I, I started it a couple of weeks ago. It was pretty entertaining for, you know, the 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 dubbing that they right. have. <laughs> so anyone who hasn't seen it, what I suggest you watch it. We watched uh, we watched all the episodes already, uh, and it's I was super entertained by it. The, the English, it's people in South Korea. So the English dubbing is, it's not terrible, but it is interesting to say mm -hmm. the least. Um, they say the same words over and over again. Yeah. And they do a lot of like instant replays of like the same thing. They do like five yeah. in a row, a dude getting tackled. Yeah. It's like, Tata. Yep. different angle, same thing. Yep. Um, but I thought the, the, the variety of the people they had competing were really cool. Yeah, uh, you haven't watched. You haven't seen the end yet. I am through. They just got done doing the like the sandbag carry, like up the the ladder and then over the bridge oh, okay. and then dump it. Right. Yeah, yeah. They have a, they have some cool events coming forward. Um, anyone who it's anyway, it's the top athletes in Korea. I mean, they have CrossFitters, which is kind of what brought it to my mind. For some reason, that's what triggered it. Uh, they have some CrossFitters. They have bodybuilders, powerlifters. Uh, all sorts of Olympic athletes that are just, you know, talk about freak of nature aesthetics on some of these people. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's, I, I enjoyed watching it. I thought it was a, a cool idea. Um, and it would be fun to see, a, you know, a, a North American version. Yeah. Uh, to see kind of who they pull for, for that. The only, the only difference I, that I, the biggest difference I could see between the two is those South Korean people are so nice. Yeah. And so respectful. We just probably have fights every other. Right. And they'd be blaming everyone. We could have yep. done it if it wasn't for him. He ruined yep. everything. It's like uh, watching, uh, was it the UFC um, oh, Tough Enough or whatever it was called? Yeah, the, the up where they're, they're, they're bringing them up through the, yeah. through the ranks. Yeah. And they're just... The, those the, the South Korean people, man, they're just like, oh, I, I should have done better. I didn't do enough. Yeah. But then they're cheering for everyone else. They're like, yep. Make sure you go win. Go win. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he has such a beautiful body. I wonder how strong right. you are. <laughs> yeah. It was, I, I thought it was great. I think it's worth checking out. It would be interesting to see if they do it, if they bring it to other countries. Uh, yeah. I think they have. They had like that one American baseball player. Right. That he was yeah. he used to be a Diamondbacks pitcher and then he's been yep. over there for ten years. And then um, the black dude, Miracle, he's not obviously he's not from there because he's black. Yeah. Um, I think he's from I think he's French originally. But anyway, he's been dancing over there forever. Um, so those were the I think they called Miracle one time the foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that would be the other cool thing about seeing it in like a North American version is just the, you know, the diversity of, of people that you would get versus, you know, South Korea is mostly right. South Korean people. Uh, and we, we have a nice melting pot. And so it'd be kind of, it'd be fun to see how they put all that together. And then the other thing that people don't know, Seth is a Dungeons and Dragons fan, correct? That, that is true. Play every other week. Yeah, and uh, so and you got a you got a Dungeons and Deadlift shirt from the store. Yep, 
Wear it every deadlift day. <laughs> I tend to wear mine on like bench day. Just yeah, to, yeah. Right. And then I have my, uh, I have the, the deadlifters one that looks like the Dodgers logo and I'll squat in that one usually. And, you know, just to not be, I guess I don't want to be so on the nose with my, with my shirts and my lifting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have we have a lot of Dungeons and Dragons fans in, in our gym, and it's it's pretty pretty entertaining. Um, there's one one of the guys plays three times a week. Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, three different groups, uh, but they all and he writes all of the campaigns and for one of the groups. He's their dungeon master. Yeah. Um, so, what are your thoughts on the movie coming out? I hope it's at least okay. I just want it to be watchable. I don't want it to like ruin the game. I mean, I don't think it will, but. So have you seen, did you watch the, have you seen any of the previews or anything? Yeah. With Chris Pine and then right. whoever the other actors are. Um, gosh, I, maybe see if I can bring it up. Um, I, when I saw that Chris Pine was in it, I was like, I was like, Oh, it, you know, it may not, maybe it won't be that bad because he's usually, he's in decent stuff. Right, and um, I'm gonna see if I had one of our one of our Dungeons and Dragons nerds at our gym sent me a uh, one of the clips from the movie, and it looks really funny. So I want to see if I can if I can pull that up and show that. Let's see. All right, so I'm gonna do a screen share so that you can you can watch. All right. So can you see it? Yep. Okay. At which point he will die again, never to be re-revived. Were you killed in the Battle of the Everhorse? Yes. Four more questions, right? No, 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 that, that wasn't for you. Did that count as a question? Yes. Damn it. Only answer when I talk to you, okay? Yes. Why did you say okay at the end of that? I didn't. Fantastic. Where's the shovel? <laughs> so, <laughs> if it, if it's anything in the like the realm of kind of what that clip is, I think it'll be fairly entertaining. Yeah, I enjoy Chris Pine, so it yeah. should be all right. So I was just I was just curious because I know there's sometimes when when they do these things and they they make movies out of uh, games that people are really into or uh, video games that people are really into that. It's not really popular sentiment in the community because right. they don't want it to be ruined. Um, but I think, from what I've heard, again, I've I've never played. I think it's very interesting. I just don't, I don't have the patience. I don't think to to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that I think I've learned from listening to people talk about it is it would be really hard to go wrong because there's such a variety that you can do with it. Yeah, if you have like a good like game designer dungeon master and the like lets the group do whatever, like it's it's literally like a whole new world that you're just playing for like 3 hours and you just do, you know, I want to go you know to the cave instead of what you have written. He's like, "Oh yeah, fine, you can go to the cave. <laughs> go get the dragon. You might die, but right. So if you die, are you just done? 
Uh, it depends what the dungeon master wants to do. Like sometimes if you die, you just got to make a new character that will be like brought to the party or like the party members could try to figure out a way to revive you. Okay. But, yeah. I was, I was just curious because most of these things go on for like these campaigns go on for a long time, right? Yeah. For years. Yep. So it's like if you die within the first few sessions, I mean, it would kind of suck. Then you're just like, right. Well, I'm done for till this one's over. Yeah. Usually you just make like a new character or they'll revive you somehow. But there, I've read about a group that if your character dies, they have like a funeral, and like burn your character sheet. <laughs> that's yeah, like, that's all like the work ne ne next level. Yeah. So do you or write like your own, right? Just shoot the arrow out the seat. Yep. Do you write your own character profile? Yep. Yep. There's like books that you can like that help you like guide for like like weapons, like a like a axe will do like two d eight, which is dice damage plus whatever modifier it has. So you have like uh, strength, dexterity, charisma, intelligence, wisdom, and constitution. And you roll to see how much of that you have. So if you're a strength character, like a barbarian, you would get like, you know, your weapon damage plus, you know, plus four because your strength is, you know, 18. So you get a plus four modifier added on to that. My I don't know if my daughter's she she watches this a lot. My older daughter, um, she joined a Dungeons and Dragons club. It's her eighth eighth grade year or freshman year, and played a little bit. Um, I think she was the only girl, which was I don't know. You know, thirteen fourteen year old boys. It was they wanted it to. I don't know if they just wanted it to be a boys group, but it, right. You know, it's one of those. It was tougher for her to break in. Um, and then her little sister, my youngest, she did it at the beginning of this year uh, for her seventh grade. Uh, but I guess from her words, their dungeon master really sucked and <laughs> let his emotions get in the way. Yeah. So he get mad at people, and so basically it just kind of dissolved. Is this through uh, school? Like a yeah. Through school? It, Yep, it's a there's it's a school an after school program that the school yeah. puts together, um, and so there's a one of the teachers obviously kind of oversees, yep. you know, oversees the group, and then uh, the the person in charge, and then the other the other members. But I took her to a board game shop here in town, and we got her little figure, and I got her the books, and I I should have done it for my older daughter, but I didn't know as much back right. then. Um, I've been around a lot more Dungeons and Dragons guys since then. So I was like, okay, I need to, I was like, you can share it with your sister though. This isn't just for you. You guys, right. it was like the, I think the basic handbook um, that I got for her and I got her a cool pair of a dice to, to take yep. with her. Um, so it was fun. And I, I was just looking around that store and I was like, just amazed at how it files of characters and figurines and then all the offshoot games yeah that aren't that aren't dungeons and dragons but are the same same type of game yeah like pathfinder i think is one well they even had like they had like star wars versions yep and uh marvel you could do marvel ones and i was like Man, this is and i so i was talking to the store owners i'm like how much do people spend on this she's like a lot of money <laughs> Just, yeah. there's a lot of money you know, a new book comes out. The book's like fifty bucks. 
Right. And so the, do the books have campaigns in them? Um, like the player handbook and like the dungeon master guide and the monster manual don't, but they can, they like release like a pre-made campaign like a few times a year. So there's like, you know, 20 out right now for fifth edition. And they, and from what I, and I don't know if I understood it right. You can go on to the website of the company that owns Dungeons and Dragons and you can basically download all their campaigns that they've written. Yep. Yeah, I think you just pay for however much they have it for online. Or you can just, you know, find like somebody who uh, is just writing their own campaign and they'll give you like a PDF if you want to run theirs or they make up like a certain character too. What I thought was really cool of the company that owns it is the fact that they don't they don't charge fees for people to write their own campaigns. Yeah. So like it's basically a free if you if you want to use their format and write your own, then you go ahead. Yep. And so it's it, it's kind of cool because it's they could easily be that company that you know is like if we find out that your group is using yeah. an un you know licensed campaign, we'll shut you down or you know. But yeah, that'd be maybe, ridiculous. There's it use in what's and another thing that's interesting about it is it used to be such like it, it, it i'm going to say it's still a nerdy thing but everyone's nerdy in some way that's my yeah, thing especially everyone's now. A, right everyone's a nerd about something um but dungeons and dragons was like that the outcast nerd thing in high school yep. and then it seems like over the last maybe more than five years five years for me it's become like this like like thing that most a lot of people do. I mean, you have celebrity groups, you know, yeah. athlete groups, and um, it's not like a it's not a frowned upon, you know, virgin guy that can't get a date, right? Yeah, you know, group of guys. It's right, you know, people just playing this game. Yeah, I think like Garrett Miles and a couple other players from the Browns. They have a group that plays on like whatever day of the week. That would be wild. To yeah. See those. And then the uh, uh, who's um, Sofia Vergara's husband? He's like really into it, Joe really? or something. Yeah, that's, he's like a his basement's like a man cave, and it's all <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Then Diesel plays, I guess. That's hilarious. Yeah. And so, and I get the thing that really brought it out to me first was watching Big Bang Theory, and obviously they play. Yep. Um, but then later on, um, when they go to Will Wheaton's house. Yeah, he's, he's got a group, and I think like Kareem's there, and not that it's like a real group that plays, right? But it just shows the fact that there's a large group of celebrities and and people that play this game that is always thought to have been such a goofy thing to do, right? Well, I think um, I saw it explode when Stranger Things first came out, and everybody's oh, watching okay. Stranger Things, yeah. So that and, so uh, a little bit later than the, a little bit after Big Bang Theory, then. That Stranger Things phenomenon kind of yeah, it's really exploded. Um, and then there's I was watching the show Ghost. I don't know if you, it's a comedy. The yeah. couple moves it to the mansion that she can see ghosts. Um, and her husband, they have an episode where he, his group kicks him out because he lives so far away and his internet sucks. <laughs> and so he makes his wife sit there with him, and play with the ghosts. So he's playing Dungeons and Dragons with these ghosts that he can't see. Oh, that's funny. 
but yeah, so it's it's been it's been fun to learn more about it. Um, I definitely don't look at it the same way I did, you know, probably five or six years ago. Um, but I also don't think I have the time or patience, knowing in myself to be able to just sit and focus that much on right. it. Right, for like three um, to five hours a session. Right, and then just for an endless amount of weeks on end uh, to, you know, try and finish, and then you just start right. all over. <laughs> yeah, and then your then your character you put so much time and effort and dies. Right. It's like oh, you can make a new guy, but I don't want you to be a paladin this time. It's like, oh my god, what yeah. am I going to be then? Got to start all over, new, new style of character, new yeah. all the powers and weapons and everything's gone. Well, I don't. I I wanted to I wanted to touch on that. I knew we would spend more time on Dungeons and Dragons just because there's <laughs> there's a lot to talk about with it. Yeah, and it is it is something I don't know about that I'm always curious about. And I talk to my guys here every once in a while. I'll talk to them about it. Um, and I know you got to go. Um, you got to open open the gym for the kids to get for their lift today. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Open gym for the community. Actually, we oh, we just got a brand new gym that we're trying to, you know, bring in the community a little bit at the high school. Nice. So open that up for public use. How long does that stay open for them? Uh, we just do two hours on Sundays for right now. Then if there's a lot of interest. We're going to gradually. You know, get more hours throughout the week. Awesome, well, that's great. How big is your area? Like, is it? Do you have? Is it a small community that you live in? Yeah, yeah. Clara City, which is where the high school is at, is thirteen hundred people, and there's a couple small towns, you know, between three to six hundred people scattered throughout. So, you know, maybe like a three thousand, four thousand person community, okay. give or take. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go so that you can go get that taken care of. I appreciate right. you being on. It was good talking to you again. Yeah. Um, thank you. My plan is to kind of rotate you guys through every so often. And, um, and from here on out, we'll have like, I mean, our topic today was more specific, more, more Dungeons and Dragons than anything, but yeah, I'll have, I'll have like other topics that we'll bring up and we'll, we'll try and, and, and discuss in depth, but, yeah, we'll have you back on again soon. Um, but go take care of that community. Make sure they get in, get lifting. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you for having me. All right, have a good one. Yeah, see ya. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. I want to thank again Seth for joining us. Uh, it was a lot of fun having him on, going over the things we went over. Um, make sure you check him out on the – if you're not – watching i'll tell you his handle for instagram is at minnesota underscore norse make sure you check him out there uh follow him he's has all his lifts and stuff like that really really cool guy really fun guy to be around um so make sure you check him out thank you for joining us today we will be back next week uh, i believe like i was telling him that i have a bodybuilder uh, on deck that um, she said she would join. I just need to get the confirmation and get all that lined up. Um, so we'll we'll go down that rabbit hole next week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. We're out of here. <laughs>